Okay. Happy Friday! <laughs> Cheers to Friday! Welcome back to Just Effin'. Say it. Oh, I didn't know we were going to do that. <laughs> I didn't either. Well, we made it up. Welcome back. I feel like... I feel like it's been a year since I, our last say, episode. I feel like it's been so long. Kristen and I listened to our last episode in the car together, and literally our jaws were dropped the entire time. We were just like, whoa. Like, we were listening to our own advice for the first time <laughs> and hearing it. I should listen to my own advice more I often. should, too. Kristen's mom actually was texting me last night, and she's like, you need to listen more to the advice you give to Kristen for yourself. <laughs> I give the best advice. No, you do. Can't take any of my own. You don't. Never. The way I, I like, talk to people, people in the past were like, Kristen, what would you say to us? And I was like, I would say this. And they were like, so what the fuck? No, it's true. Like, I feel like if someone's like, what's the problem? You just like right away go into like a healer fixer stance. Like you're like, all right, let's do this and this and this. And then yourself, you're like, eh. Oh, I love handling. I don't know. I love problem solving I don't know. for others. Just sit and stress. Like that's you when it's yourself. I've been better about sitting and stressing. Don't look at me like that. That's <laughs> wait, different. Wait, wait, that wait. Is, nope, that is so different. <laughs> that Nope, that's different. We're going to get to this in a minute. Okay. But Emily, No. No. If there's a tangible problem. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. If it's like, no. what's that cause? Self-doubt. Self-doubt. That's a whole different. That's a whole, that's whole a, different that's animal. Episode. Whole different animal. Yeah. All right, Em, what's the update, though? Okay, so Friday, we have to start with the. <laughs> Friday updates. So last time I uh, shared publicly how I felt about the guy I went on the date with, which I had not shared with him. At all. <laughs> Which let's just let's just let's proclaim sh- now that that is against our message. That is against our message. Our f- whole last episode was about ghosting. I didn't ghost. I did mention I was thinking about it. So, anyways, so I uh, it's a Friday night, and sure as shit, I get a text from this poor boy being like, "Hey, like I thought I'd do you the favor um, and uh, listen s- to your support your podcast." <laughs> And like, he's like, what do you say? He's like, I found a passage that <laughs> resembled me. So not our our analytics for last week, nine percent of, of the listeners were guys, and I was like, uh oh, we go, we could name we, all we of them, name all of these right now. So um, and none of them should be listening, and definitely none of them should, <laughs> except Frank. Shout out to Frank. Oh, shout out to Frank. He's one of our oh, and of Coach, gym. and Coach, Coach, Coach Howard, Ellie, you're he's been with us since like fucking sex in the cycle but anyways um yeah so word to the wise don't do it okay so he listened so he listened to the podcast heard me say like i wasn't even nervous like i wasn't tingling on the date like i didn't want to go but everyone made me like we listened back to in the car and kristen just looked at me i go yeah i'm an asshole like i wow so then i have to reply to this poor boy and be like listen i'm so sorry let me clear the air. <laughs> Fuck. So, anyways, it's okay. Um, he was really cool. I like probably should be like, I'll take you out for drinks if you want, like a nice, you know. <laughs> I don't know. This is the problem with me. I'm so nice. I really am. I tried it. I think I am. That can be a whole segment called Pod and Pity. Pod and Pity, and I. <laughs> Oh my god no but I like I really do I worry about everyone else before myself and like in the sense of like if I like I never want to hurt anyone and if I do 
catch me not sleeping for a year about it over the little, littlest thing. Like, if I don't hold the door open, I'm upset about okay, it. Okay, so I said this in my class yesterday, and this is a lesson that I have learned. I mean, I've always said this and, like, wanted to practice this in my life. If it's not going to matter in five years. Yeah, you did say that. It's really not worth worrying about. Yeah. Unless five years from now, what you're worrying about is still going to matter, then worry about it. But the rest of it is so small and we waste so much energy. We do. Hyper focused on things that are going to be irrelevant a week from now. We could do a whole thing on worrying. Like what makes us worry? I think... I don't I really don't think 20 years ago people worried the way that we worry and I think it's a direct reflection of technology no it is I said that to Chris and I had like a we were talking about it the other day and I was like so Kristen has her like read receipts on whatever only for some people oh really oh yeah I though it's select that's not universal oh yeah I don't like mm-mm. wait so not everyone has them on for you no how many people do? I think it's just you. <laughs> to be honest, I think I think you just got mad at me one day, so I turned them on for you. Oh, my gosh. I, you know I like to know when she's not ignoring me. But anyways, my point of it is, like, it like we worry about the smallest things. Like, if I see she read a message, and it's, like, an hour, and I haven't gotten a reply, I'm like, what did I say? Like, I literally go back and reread it and be like, holy fuck, did I say something wrong? Could this be interpreted the wrong way? Like, Am I mad? I'll text her mom. I'll be like, did I say something wrong? Like, literally. First of all, you're insane. No, I know. But, like. I'm sending you to get help. <laughs> I probably need it. I'm going to drive you there after this. After we record this podcast, I'm sending you to get medical attention. Okay. Okay. So your, we'll do that. For your brain. I do, but it's like. That's I mean, paranoia. Yeah, but that's a whole other episode. We can sure talk about is. why I do that. Oh, yeah. We can, we can definitely go down that path. <laughs> Maybe not this week. Maybe not this week. Um, but, you know, that's, like, rooted in other things. Like, Yeah, technology, I think, makes us second guess, question, compare. Everything moves so fast. And we have instant knowledge of way too much information. Wait, also, like, question. Do you Are you the type that, like, if you can you be out without your phone for an hour without, like, worrying if you're missing something? Yes. You can? Mm-hmm. I think I would cry. Like, if you know me, I reply to people in 10 seconds. Yeah, so you can't put your phone to the side for, like, an hour. No. I feel like too many – I honestly, like, and not to be like this, but, like, I probably get, like, 50 texts an hour. Are you kidding me? No. Like, if we scroll and see how many people have texted me since, like, 5 a.m. this morning. Okay, so – yeah, that's a problem. No, I know, but I feel like, and then I like think about it. I'm like, wow, so 50 people are like relying on me to like. What is, why do you think everything needs to be so urgently responded to? I feel like because that was my life for so long. Oh, your sense of urgency is unreal. No, urgency is like, like if someone says to me, like, I need something. Emily was in my brain yesterday. I didn't even ask her to do something. <laughs> and I knew what she was doing because I heard, like, six letters type on her keyboard. And before I could even express that I needed a dinner reservation, it was done. Correct. I was like, I know I know you're on Lafina's. <laughs> I know you're on Lafina's website right now. She's like, how did you know that? I go, L-A-F-I-N-A, enter. I heard the letters with my head. Okay, but, like, don't you want that? That's just like the EA and you. You can take 
the girl out of the EA, Yay, but, but you can't said. take the EA out of the girl. Emily is a forever, I will executive, forever assistant be an executive assistant with this incredible sense. I lo- I I admire your sense of urgency because sometimes I'm just way too chill. I think sometimes I'm like like I just everything I'm like well why wait like you know what I mean. Ever since my dad died, I definitely feel like I have um not it's not a sense of urgency but a sense of like thoroughness oh that's a good way to put it I'm like if you're gonna do it do it do it if you're gonna like start something follow through if you're like I think that's and that's why I think urgency with me is like I'd rather just get it done to then be like okay it's done now I don't have to worry about it again back to worrying but right what are you worked up okay but what are you worried about like what is like in my life like at the root of all of this worry it's letting other people down and what happens if you let someone else down? I don't know because I never have. So have think. you ever thought through to the through the whole process? No, but like I somebody like taught me this once. I think I was in therapy actually. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and I was so worried about someone leaving me. And the therapist was like, Okay, well, what happens if they leave you? And I'll be like, I'm gonna be so upset. And then She's like, and then what will happen if you're upset? And I was like, I guess I'll figure it out. And she's like, and what will happen if you figure it out? Do you ever, like, walk yourself through that process? I am so caught up on how people, like, not view me, but I guess kind of. Like, I've been told by so many people that I've respected what they think of me. So then I'm, you know what I mean? I just hyper-focus on that. Like, I feel like if I'm so, like, I feel like I could never, like, get a class covered because I'm tired. Do you know what I mean? What? I know. Like, I feel like I would, like, I could never just be like, can you just do this for me so I can, like, take a nap? Because I feel like I'm, like, in my head, I'm like, nope, then these people are going to think I'm lazy and then weak and then I can't do it. Like, I fully, like, understand, like, I own it. Okay. But, like, I, okay, but here's the thing. If somebody called you lazy, could you own that? Like, what do you mean? Like, like, could you be like, yeah, I am lazy. Or would you be like, I'm, I know I'm not lazy. Yeah, no, I know, I know I'm not. Okay, so then why know, does it matter? If you can't own something. Yeah. People are going to say things about you. Facts. One, it's none of our business what other people think about us. Two, if somebody says, hey, Em, like, I think you're lazy. And you know to your core that you bust your ass. Would you believe them? If it's like someone that I'm supposed to like respect or I do, what it's are hard your, not what to. are your standards of respect? I don't have to. I guess. What? Like you have to respect them. So if okay, let's let's <laughs> let's frame it a different way. Yeah. Is it somebody who you think like bust their ass harder than you or is more qualified than you or more successful than you or has accomplished more than you is it somebody of that caliber? I mean kind of right you know who I'm talking about but does that person are they watching you day in day out knowing your whereabouts what you're doing how hard you're working grinding all day and all night no so then how can you so if they don't know what you're actually doing, how can you take ownership of what they're calling you when they don't have all the facts? Yeah. No, that's a, <laughs> that makes sense. I think they have a, like, pers- 
per what is it perception of like what I'm doing like they think they know what I am well that's their problem yeah that's not a you problem no it's not that's a them problem and anybody who's quick to just put a label on you or a judgment that doesn't have all the facts it's ignorant yeah and you can't take ownership. People are going to do it. Yeah. No one's going to be like, let me figure out exactly what Emily does all day long and see if I can validate that she's actually tired or she's full of BS. No one's going to take <laughs> yeah. the time to do that. No, I know. People are going to slap labels on you your whole life. People are going to make judgments. When, when I opened a business when I was 24, I lost all my friends. All of them. It was the weirdest thing. Nobody could understand what I was doing, the road that I was on, um, or it came from a sense of jealousy, like, well, how come you could do it? Like, you did this. This is your life. I still get hit with that, Mm -hmm. that I'm in charge of my own time. Yeah. People still, they're still are like, well, like, lucky you. But it's not lucky me. But it's not because I'm like – I feel like it's not that. So that's why I don't take ownership for anything that people can say. Yeah. Because I know. I just hate, like, defending myself constantly. Who said you had to? Well, I feel like I'd rather, like, then. I'm so used to just, like, taking the, like, you know, beating, like, all right, yep, just listening. Because I'm too tired to, like, say anything back. You know? But, like, I The greatest advice I ever got was let silence do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Why do you have to defend yourself? Yeah, no, I guess I don't. You don't have to validate anything you do to anybody. Defend what you do to anybody. You don't have to. Yeah. If there's somebody you want to, or if you think it's going to benefit a situation, otherwise, like, if somebody's calling you something, but can I own that? Sometimes you can. My parents called me out once. They're like, Kristen, you have no follow through. And I was like, ooh, ouch. But I didn't. I kept saying I was going to do these things and I didn't do them and they weren't wrong. And it was like an eye opening thing. But I asked myself, can I own that? And I could. I was like, shit, like they are right. Like I've said I was going to do X, Y and Z. I haven't done them. And it was a catalyst for me to change to be like, I am going to follow through. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So you have to ask yourself, can I own that? And if you can't, then move on. Be like, oh, whatever. They can think whatever they want. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard mm-hmm. thing to learn. And it's yeah. a harder thing to practice. <laughs> and there are some days that you are not going to be good at it. But the more that you try to be like, I can't take ownership for that. Then you can just move on. Yeah. No, you're right. I never thought of it that way. Can you own it? Yeah. And then as far as the worrying. It's like a self-check. Absolutely. Yeah. Like self learning to check in with yourself throughout the day in different scenarios is so huge. Yeah. You like something happened yesterday and I had to sit on it for hours. I had to sit on it for hours. I had to question myself. I had to change my perspective, which I've been doing a lot of. Yeah. Life is a series of happy, (laughs) amazing, terrifying, gut-wrenching, beautiful moments. And through all of them, it boils down to your perspective. 
Everything does. Everything Like, if you think about it, like, there's so many situations that I've been in, and people have kind of even checked me before. You know, how many times do you think of it? Well, like, look at it from my perspective. Right. Like, I hear that, I feel like, so much. Or, well, look at it from this perspective. Right. I like to think I'm an empath because I, like, try to see things from other people's perspectives or, like, know what they would want to do. Like, you know, I feel like with you a lot, like, I feel like I know what you're going to do a lot before you do it. Like, even the Lafina thing, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like I just, like, am in that sense of, like, oh, no, I know she wants, I'm just going to do it. I don't know. I try to, I try, I feel like I try to live other people's lives more than that. You do. And then you're not living your own. No, I know. And that's know. the nature of an empath. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen this before where somebody who's such an empath won't focus on themselves. It's almost like think of it like you're a traffic your air traffic control and you're worried about every plane taking off and landing but like where's your plane yeah no you're right where's your where's the plane that you're supposed to be driving emily <laughs> stop being <laughs> i don't know stop being air traffic control no i know and fly your own damn plane yeah fly your own plane <laughs> serious <laughs> no i know you are but perspective is really powerful even think of it like this We get so caught up in the day-to-day, so caught up. Like, I have this problem, I have that problem, this came up, that came up. If you actually took a moment to think, and you'd be like, damn, I'm actually so lucky to have these problems. These are amazing problems to have. Problems that come up in business, I'm like, well, I have this problem because I own a business, and I'm lucky, and I am so lucky to have this problem. Yeah. Pers- oh, you're so right. It's so perspective. It so is. And it can change everything. A little shift, like a little shift in it. But it's like something a game changer. You have to practice it. Oh, yeah. And, you and it's to- hard to be willing to do it at And first. sometimes it doesn't happen in the instant that you need it to happen. Sometimes it takes a few hours. Sometimes you have to sleep on it. Sometimes you have to get advice from other people. Yeah. My dad okay. was my go-to for this. Go-to. Like – any life advice he was so level-headed but he had this gift of thinking of a scenario from all angles playing it out and thinking 10 steps ahead I mean some people's minds just work that way and it's such a beautiful gift so like I was so fortunate to have that man as my resource Mm -hmm. and yesterday I was like oh I gotta call my dad and I was like I can't do that so like I made a phone call and then I made a second phone call and then I made a third phone call and between the three I feel like I gathered perspective from someone outside of myself we don't have all the answers no as much as sometimes I (laughs) I think that I do (laughs) (laughs) I don't as much as Kristen thinks she knows a oh, lot. So my dad's, one of his things that he said about me once, he was like, Kristen, I love this about her. <laughs> the thing about Kristen is she is always confident. She's just not always right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so. It's a talent, oh. honestly. <laughs> I, to be able to convince, like, I feel like Kristen could really convince me, like, that my name's not Emily. Like, if she tried hard <laughs> enough, I'd be like. I'd be like, it's Amelia, because in I'd be France, like, they, I'd be like, you're, they sound I, the vowels like differently. The, the shit she says to, like, make you, like, you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. 
<laughs> it is Amelia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sh- that's why this morning I was like, I should be a defense attorney. No, you, I mean, it's like the stuff you come up with and it's so like. I make myself like, believe it. I think she makes herself believe it so much she forgets it. Like, we were talking about a specific street. It was, like, a joke, and Kristen's like, no, you take this street. And one of our, Aileen, like, a good friend, was like, Kristen, no, I don't. Like, I drive this for how many years? I don't take this street. Kristen's like, yes, you do. It's a four-way stop and then a right and a right. And she was like, okay, like, I know I'm right. <laughs> Kristen, who doesn't take that street? Long story short, she sent us a picture of the actual correct street that she was right and Kristen was wrong. I'm always confident. I'm just not always right. I mean, you put up a great fight. Yeah. But anyways, back to perspective. No, so I think sometimes tapping into other people, you c- if you don't have that gift of seeing things from all angles, I think using people as a sounding board to like work through that is huge. I mean, even just what we just spoke about. Yeah. You're in your own head. Go and there's no new thoughts on what you're thinking of on this scenario. It's literally like beating a dead horse. Oh yeah, it's the same thought over, over and over, over and over, over again. And what does that benefit? You have to get oh, out nothing. of your own head, tap into someone else's perspective, and in turn, it'll change your perspective. Yeah. Just hearing someone else's opinion about something, and you don't always have to take advice from other people, but even just bouncing something off of somebody helps you shift gears in your own head yeah I think so too but that you know what that boils down to vulnerability and the willingness to like I think that's another thing even like yes it's good to hear other people's ideas but to also like accept them as not your own like you know okay but even just the ability to have the courage to share is huge. with someone else, like what's going on. Yeah. Sometimes people don't want to. What's what I'm saying? They don't want it. They don't want to break down the wall. They're like, I have it all together. They like don't want to admit that they need help. Like being able to call someone and be like, listen, can I pick your brain about this? Like, I don't have all the answers. I know I don't. And w- when you admit that you don't know it all and that, there are issues or there are problems or there are things you're worried about or you need help. People never want to admit they need help. Ever. Oh, yeah. That's like a thing. So, like, being vulnerable is the hardest thing. And, man, I am learning that one. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> so, Brené Brown has a quote, and it I think what it a says, legend she is. oh my God, it says, you can't, what does it say? You can't get to courage without walking through vulnerability. And it is so true. Oh, it is. Like you think about it. It's like, how are you expected to be courageous if you can't even like open up your heart a little bit or like express? Opening up your heart is terrifying. I mean, it is because, and this is, we can go into that and a whole nother thing too, because it's like anytime you open up your heart, there's a chance of hurt. Oh Yeah. Like, anytime you open it, it's like, okay, now you're exposing yourself to that, like, what could be hurt or okay, pain. Okay, I have to tell you, it just gets worse as you get older. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was fearless. I would jump out of a plane with no parachute and be like, I'll figure out how to fly. Like, I wasn't worried about anything. Yeah. I wasn't thinking, like, what if this 
what what if I can't fly? I what if what if I fall flat on my face and die? I never thought through the process that far. So I would just jump, not worry about anything, be incredibly vulnerable, wear my heart on my sleeve, try anything, put myself out there on blast, not worried. Yeah. And now I'm like, I am tiptoeing. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I can. I feel like I've never been fearless. Bullshit. You think? I'm calling bullshit. I cannot. Well, are you saying like a time that you've, you've never, there's been a moment where you've never like worried about anything? Yeah. See, I, that is That's never. not the same as being fearless. Okay. Fearless is you moving to New York City, not knowing a soul. Oh, and yeah, taking yeah, yeah. on this role. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were saying fearless is like a time where you don't worry about anything. See perception. It is. That's perception. I think of fearless as something totally different. Being fearless and worrying are, I feel like, are polarizing ideas. Yeah. No, I do too. Now that you say that. Yeah. You're worrying is <laughs> this is not the episode that I was planning on. I know. We it's so fun. This is derailed into the fact that now we are all aware that Emily has major <laughs> problems concerned with worrying. I feel like it's not just me. I feel like that's a lot of people my age. Well, it is. I think there's so many things that are put out there that are like just one more thing to worry about. Like genuinely. What are you worried about? So many things. Like what? Rattle them off. I don't know. Like I feel like I'm not. See, I feel like I was like, oh, I can't like say that. Like what I am worried about. What are you worried about? I don't know. I worry about. Just fucking say it. Family. I worry about the business. I worry about how people view me. I worry about. Like, moving out of my house. Like, I worry about all these things. I worry about you. I worry about your family. Like. So you're just in a constant state of concern. Honestly, kind of. <laughs> like, I feel like there's, like, n- like there the, there's small moments a day that I feel like peace. Okay, so I <laughs> learned that this summer. I get it. Because when my dad got diagnosed with cancer, th- a lot of worry comes with that. A lot of unknowns. He's, like, getting this surgery. We didn't know what we were going to find. There's a lot to worry about. Yeah. What I learned is that peaceful moments in life are not promised. There are people who are going to live a life who are going to take this big bite out of the world, take on a lot on their plate. You took something big on. You took on a business, right? That that's that comes with a price. That comes with your a lot of responsibility. There are people that go to work every day, nine to five, and at five o'clock they don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, they're like, I'm gonna go to work tomorrow again at nine. My paycheck's gonna be in my bank account on Friday. I'm gonna do the bare minimum and coast. Yeah. You took on a life of. A lot of unknowns. Every day you wake up and you don't know what's going to come at you. Mm -hmm. You don't. That's just the nature of the beast. So what I've learned through my process of this is that peaceful moments are not promised, but they can be planned. 
You That's have. A good one. I thought of it on this on the beach this summer because I I had just been a mess about everything about every aspect of my life, my dad's health and my family, my own personal life, work, friendships. I was at this weird. I didn't recognize my life for a minute. And I was sitting on the beach. I was in a gunkwit. And it was like a Corona commercial. This beach that day was, I can't even explain it to you. It was stunning. And I just breathed in the air. And I thought to myself, wow. My life has not been one that's been easy. My grandparents said it to me the other day. I was like, why is life gut-wrenching? And they're like, well, for you it's been. I was like, okay, so okay, we, are, <laughs> we are confirming the fact that my path has been brutal. Mm-hmm. It's literally been one learning lesson after another after another since I turned 23. That's almost 10 years, a decade of just like hard lessons. And I was like, listen, this is my path. This is my journey. This is my life. Nothing's going to change because this is who I am. I'm never going to take the easy road. I'm never going to do the norm. I'm never going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to go work corporate and, you know, get my PTO. And I'm sure that would alleviate a lot of stress and worry and concern but that's not what I want that's not who I am that's not my thing like there's so many things that I could be like oh this could alleviate my stress but I don't want so that's why you have to then realize okay this is what I'm choosing I'm choosing this I'm going to shift my perspective to be thankful that these are the things I'm worried about because there are people in this life that will never have to worry about their business or the next step or the next plan they'll just take the easy route and it'll be vanilla I don't want vanilla yeah no I want the kitchen sink. Yeah. No, I do too. Right. So that's, you have to then take a step back and be like, okay, inhale, exhale. I'm choosing this life. Mm -hmm. This is a choice. Everything is a choice. So you're choosing this. So if you want a constant state of peace, you can have that, but you got to make different choices. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose the unknown and the chaos and plan your peaceful moments. Yeah. That means at the beach, I had no cell service. My phone was in my beach bag. I sat in my beach chair with a book. And I looked out at the world. Yeah. And the ocean and the waves rolling in. And you have to tap out of being constantly connected to your phone. No, I do. To then realize there is a, there is a, if you look up, if you look, literally just look up and look out, there is a world. There are forests and mountains and the ocean. And if you literally take five minutes to just breathe and look at these massive things in nature, it really brings you back down. When was the last time you like walked through the grass barefoot? I have no idea. Like I've, I even you saying that I'm like I don't even think I had like a beach day this summer. Peace, yeah, peaceful moments are not promised. Your life is just not going to fall into your lap and be like, oh, cool. Like I am so relaxed and so chill. You have to plan that. Oh yeah, I know. And I, think I that's was like, like this for a long time, right? My family in August every year, the whole family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, the whole fam, bam, cousins, they're on the beach for a whole week. 
Since I opened a business, I have not gone. And then this year, I said, enough is enough. I'm never going to just make it to Family Beach Week on accident. You have to plan that. Yeah. So I went. And I didn't go for one day. I went for three. They were like, again? They're like, we haven't ever seen you on Family Beach Week. And now we get three days in a row. And I was like, I'm changing my life. You can be a successful business owner and work really hard and also find peace. They're usually not one in the same. They're usually <laughs> not intertwined. Yeah. Usually it's like, okay, I got to put this to the side for the day. And then today's my day to just be like, breathe. And if you're the type of person that feels like if you're sitting, you're not being productive, that is so far off. My, I'm telling you, like, changes of scenery are so good for the soul. You come back, like, rebooted, refreshed, new eyes, new experiences. Like, it changes your perspective. And that's how you grow in life. If you just stay on the damn hamster wheel every single day because you think you're being productive, that is so far off. I mean, it makes total sense. That's like this whole, like, um, like hustle culture. Like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, the grind, the grind, the grind, the grind. Okay, What? There is a small percentage of people, I mean minuscule people, that are like, I'll sleep when I'm dead, that it's going to benefit, that it's going to work out for. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to figure out what the balance is, and the balance is more beneficial than the grind. Oh, totally. I think so, too. I was saying that to, honestly, my mom the other day, who, like, I kind of do have to explain a little bit more, like, what I do every day. And I was like, so when you're sitting at work, behind your computer like snacking I'm riding a bike like doing physical work too right I was like so now I'm doing twice what you're doing right so you know like but like even just justifying that I'm like so I am like you know I used to feel guilty for napping like there were years I'm telling you six years that I was teaching 24 classes a week and I used to feel guilty for napping in the middle of the day that's insane. But that's what culture oh, tell yeah. is like, nope, wrong. You should be productive every minute of the well, day. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, like, there's sometimes, like, it's so, like, funny. But, like, even, like, uh, like Monday, Tuesday night for me is, like, a Friday if I don't have to teach in the morning. Right. And I'll just want be so excited to, like, go home and, like, sleep. But I feel guilty if, like, people are like, well, like, let's go out for dinner. And I, like, want to say, like, I want to be like, can I just sleep? You know? Oh. You can't, I know. You can't feel guilt for that. You yeah. got to fly your own damn plane. I I need to get on the plane. You, I think I just need to get on. You just need to board the aircraft. Well, I think what it is is, like, I see the plane. I see it. I just stay away from it. Why? I, I don't know. So you'd rather just sit in the air traffic control and watch everyone else take off to these gorgeous no, destinations and you're just at Boston Logan <laughs> looking at the sewage plant. No, because I feel good like helping people get on their planes. Okay. Like, you know? Well, do you know how good it feels to be on the plane? I don't. Do you want to know? I mean, yeah. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a day 
when you're not gonna the people right that you're so concerned about right now something might happen to them and then what are you left with nothing like what is that what you mean yeah yeah. So you're so busy worried about other people's I know. lives that one day you're just going to be like, what did I, why didn't I fly my own plane and do what made me happy? Yeah. You're so right. Welcome to Emily and Kristen's therapy session. That's really just what you heard today. Yeah, but it's also like, wow. I feel like a lot more people than me needed to hear that conversation. I'm sure. Yeah. There, the society wants you to feel like it's selfish to care about your own life. Yeah. No, I think they do. And people buy into it. I think people are like, I really do think people feel lazy or like when they're like, go, go, go all the time. It's because they're like, well, I can be, so I should be. Like, you know? Right. I have a four hour break in my day, so I clearly need to do something. Yeah, you can just take a nap, and that's I know. also productive. And that's the thing that I, like, learned recently. Like, doing nothing is still doing something. Correct. Rest is productive. Mm-hmm. Whoever needed to hear that. Whoever needed that. And I know that. I know that now more than ever. I know what I need. Mm-hmm. I need to lay in bed and rest my bones with a cup of coffee. No, you do. Yeah. And I know that's what I need. So, like, you, if you know what you need, give yourself what you need because those are the building blocks to creating your life yeah and it's also learning who you are and it's a part of it when you know who you are your relationships with other people are incredible because you are so certain of who you are oh yeah I think that's like even 2030 like I've been so used to the same routine every day going to school going to school you know like school 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 has been my whole life correct so constant and now it's like whoa yeah. There's so much more to life than so, school. So society conditions you to go to school. Actually, I just had this conversation the other day, and I was like, wow, I've never thought of it like that. School, right? Why are desks in rows at school? Facing know. one person at a bigger desk. Yeah. Because offices used to be set up the same way. All desks in rows looking or factories or whatever it was, all desks are in the same rows facing the boss's desk. So school conditions you to then go work. Wow. I've, yeah, wow. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I mean, that's like you do school for how old am I? 23, so what, 20 years? Yes. You're in doing the same thing every day. Then they expect you to work, but it's like this huge shift. Well, the traditional school conditions you to then go work in corporate America. Correct. Which is the same schedule as fucking school. Yeah. Literally. So now when you become (laughs) an entrepreneur, it's like very hard for people to understand the whole concept. No, it is. And I think with this rise of influencers, it's even more of a misleading concept because people, I feel like some think it's so easy to do and. Oh, well, people look at social media and they're like, oh, wow, the glamour of this lifestyle. No, it is. But they are only seeing a minute and a half reel. No, they're seeing the highlight reels. Of what it looks like and they're not seeing the calls, the emails, the meetings, the logistics, the finances. No, that's, it's like the constant thing. And Chris and I were just saying this last night. Like 
it was like 9 p.m. and us together and we're still answering people, you know, from work. Oh, well, that's what you – That's and I that's, choose that. And that's I'll choose that. I'll respond if – if me choosing a non-traditional life means that, like, I never get a true day off, I'm fine with that because I'm in charge of my own destiny. Yeah. There is no limit on what I can do. No, I agree. If you go to an office and clock in, there's a there's a limit. And that's fine. Some people want that. Some people would rather have that and then so much financial freedom that comes with that or – true paid time off oh yeah it's an exchange and it's just what you choose to do and what works for you and what works for your bigger goals and your bigger dreams and you know but I think if you've never been an entrepreneur you don't have entrepreneurs in your family or it's just not the traditional and you're expected to be the traditional I think it's a hard adjustment and a hard sell sometimes but the good news is you don't have to sell that shit to anybody you just gotta love it yeah. You just got to own it. You just got to be like, this is my jet, baby. I'm on my <laughs> 747 going wherever I want today. No, I know. I think that's, that is it. You know, like if I'm happy, then it doesn't really matter. There she said it. <laughs> there she said it. There she And that's what we were looking for yeah. the whole time. Hey, it was a good chat. Great chat. Yeah. Taking ownership for, own, like, owning what people say about you. Can what you did you own, say? Can you own it? Can you own it? Like, can you not? that's a really good self-check. And then when you're worried about stuff, question to really get to the root of the answer. What is the worst of, what is the worst yeah. possible thing that could happen? And, like, keep walking yourself through it. Just be like, and then when and you then get to what? the next and answer, ask it again. And then when you get to that answer, ask it again. Yeah. I mean, I even said that in class, like everyone, like you walk into a room like here, a psycho room, like everyone is worrying about something. Yeah. Everyone has heavy shit. Yes. It's all different, but like it is. It's just how you choose to carry it mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to eat you alive and you can still find peace and it's all just, it's all just one step closer to where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to get there. Yeah. And being really vulnerable along the way. I have to say, like, anything, any advice that I can even give or share on this podcast is because of what I've gone through. I mean, even sharing advice is being vulnerable. Yeah, and I mean, this is just my advice from, like, what I know and what I've had to endure. And I look back at my experiences and, like, some of them I'm so proud that I survived them and some of them I'm still like I can't believe that happened and but what's the point of me having to endure all of that if I can't share those lessons oh yeah because then it just makes you live a smarter better life no it does or just in a more authentic life when you acknowledge it too like yourself right yeah so wow you go take life <laughs> by the balls this weekend. Be, take life by the balls. be vulnerable. Have courage. Ask yourself. If Stop you can worrying. Own it. And listen, peaceful moments aren't aren't promised, but they can be planned. So do that for yourself. Plan it. I'm gonna plan it. Plan it. I'm gonna get on the plane. <laughs> Air traffic control. I feel like I'm on it now. Emily Airlines, ready for takeoff. <laughs> okay. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye.